buy much of anything here today. And why the millennial generation is starting to give up because they can't afford to get a, a good job or own a house. A million Venezuelans voting uh, for this assembly saying it's actually less than three. It is. And people are going to start rioting in the streets. RTD Live Talk, we're live. It is Wednesday night, the fourth day of the month of September, and we're going to be talking about negative interest rates. And so, um, once again, it's always important to pay attention to the signs as they are being, as they are, as they are unfolding, rather. And we're always being given a heads up before things occur. And when you hear about negative interest rates from the mainstream news, that lets me know that it's time to, or it's already past the time for preparation because it's coming to a uh, more likely a commercial bank near you. So with that being the case, got a lot of articles I'm going to share with you. And if you have any new viewers, as always, if you're new to the channel, there's a chat here. Let me know your name, where you're watching from. Definitely acknowledge your presence. There's a number above my head, 313-462-0027. We'd love to get your thoughts or any comments you might have. So that being the case, uh, let me acknowledge a couple people. And then I want to get right into uh, the tonight's discussion because I'm going to throw out some th- some ideas and some of my opinions and let you dissect it and chew on it and do what you got to do with it. So uh, what else we got? Omni Bone, how you doing, my friend? We got Rob B. So they already are negative with inflation. Very true. And so those are uh, those are the the, the 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 real inflation rates, but the nominal inflation rates, which is going to show up possibly on a bank statement sometime soon, is what I'm going to be talking about tonight, Rob. Uh, we got 1K Baby says, Bet, I'm just here to listen. Appreciate you. Dennis, hey, Mike, thanks for everything you're doing. Appreciate you, Dennis. We got Jeff. Omnibone says he's chilling. Okay, with that being the case, um, so I just actually uh, had a chance to watch uh, Alan Greenspan doing a little press conference, and so I actually pulled out a snippet, and I'll share that. And then also there's a lot of other articles that I think is worthy of touching on um, because it's just a matter of time before it becomes a mainstream subject matter. And I believe, you know, all the warning signs have been given and they're currently underway now. And as always, we can always learn from what's already happening to other people. So we're going to touch on that. But before I I dive into that, give it a second. And then what I'm going to actually jump into right now, since we're on here, is let you guys uh, listen to this quick uh, one minute um, Alan Greenspan snippet. They will come back and there's a couple things out there I want to show a highlight to you. So take a listen to this. I saw a headline that, that you were talking about the idea of negative interest rates potentially happening in this country. Do you think that's something possible? And if so, what would it signify? Well, first of all, what it signifies really is that the world population is aging and that people are recognizing that they're dying off at a much later date than they originally contemplated when they started to save. And as a result of that, uh, there's been an endeavor to pick up fairly quickly. Like the U.S. Treasury 30-year yield, terrifically useful, uh, I would say, uh, offset to the other things that are going on in the market. It's, it's a real-time asset. And the reason, one of the reasons the gold price is rising as fast as it is, you know, it's, $1,500 a troy ounce. Uh, that's telling us essentially that people are looking for hard, basically 
resources which they know are going to have a value 20 years from now or 30 years from now as they age and they want to make sure that they have the resources to keep themselves in place. That is a clearly fundamental force that's driving this, but we don't know how far it'll go. So there we have Mr. Greenspan himself, the AK, one of the probably the most predominant uh, influence over our monetary system because he was involved since day one, a big gold bug. And so within that little spill there, he listed some things that's worthy of pulling out. A, the monetary system was never really designed to operate at a time where people are living much longer than anticipated. So that's one thing he hinted at. And so that whole, that thwarts out the whole concept of retiring comfortably because there's no way of pinpointing a number to set aside to save, not to factor in all the monetary policy and stuff like that. And then you have the fact that in the midst of him describing how people are running towards something, you see how he stuttered. He's like, people are looking for uh, gold to as a, he's going to say currency, he's going to say money. Then he changes it to the word resource. And mentioned that people, as they get older, they want to hold on to something that still maintains its value. And so, uh, once again, Greenspan, one of the biggest gold bugs there are. I'm actually going to share an ebook with it I put together from him. But we'll get into that. So, as always, want to just uh, give you guys something to chew on. And then, Bitcoin Ben, thanks for the content. Love your show. My friend, I appreciate you uh, donating and showing love to the channel. As always, uh, I appreciate your content as well, my friend. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, hey, we got more people checking in. And so what else we got here? Big, big, big coin Ben, what the pluck? <laughs> what the pluck? <laughs> yeah, man. So negative interest rates is coming. And so we already have, technically, we already have negative rates when you factor in the actual rate of uh, inflation in comparison to what your capital is earning uh, out in the real world, whether it be through the financial instruments or just parking it. You know, the problem is parking cash nowadays is 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 a problem. It, it's it's becoming more of a problem since the Great Recession kicked in. It's been a problem because monetary policy, it thwarts the idea of actually being able to earn something on it. And so um, moving forward and in the 2020s, especially I posted an article on the blog today about how in 2020 uh, we can anticipate probably all, if not majority of the central banks around the world being at ZERP or NERP territory. And what what does that do? The shirt says it all. It says the government demonetized gold and silver. Now they want our cash. And so cash will be a threat to the uh, issuers. They, even if the people who issued the cash, the, the, the cash is going to come back to haunt them to where now they're going to have to remove cash. At the same time that they're, you know, they're wanting to force us into a digital world anyway. So, um, yeah, we are in a big, big mess. And so the negative interest rates, you know, we already, you know, right now inflation is supposedly 2%. The Fed is chasing 2%. If they can't get 2%, A, they need to change their model and their measurements and their, and their, their metrics for actually calculating that number because inflation is well 7 8%, 9%, 10%, wherever you live at. But then on top of that, when it comes to the banking system and you parking cash, cash parked is cash lost. That's going to be my new saying moving forward. Because setting side cash on a bank, you're guaranteed to be on the losing side. And so the whole model of banking has changed. And so especially in the crypto world, 
Uh, I, you know, there's a saying out there, be your own bank, BYOB. And so I was going to do a video earlier about this, but I figured I'd do it now. The banking sector, as we have known it to this current point, is now obsolete. And so the reason I say it's obsolete is because what is the whole point in having a commercial bank uh, as far as you've been able to actually park your cash? It's to, because you're lending your cash to that institution and then they were going to do their transactions or whatever they're going to do, the fractional reserve lending aspect, and give you something back. But now when you're entering a territory where there's a threat upon that not happening, but yet they're going to charge you, then that's something that, uh, you know, you're in a tight situation where you have to make some decisions because you're either going to pay them to park your money there or you're going to take it out and put it in your own hands. But let's uh, answer this question. Let me see who this is. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, lost the call there. Give me a call back. I'll get you on here. I might have canceled by mistake. And so give me a call back and I'll definitely get you on here. So I want to jump into these articles that I have. And as always, if you have a question directly, feel free to, um, you know, highlight it so I'll make sure I see it. Because if not, you know me, I get caught up on a rant. And so Jesse James, Bundesbank Bank in Germany says that they deal with negative mortgage rates. Yes. So let's get right into that. I have an article. I have an article. Let me see. I got a couple articles. Let me find it. Let me find this one here. Okay. So here's an article here. I thought it's, uh, you know, worth pulling up. And so it's talking about... Depositors are next at Nordic banks, but was it says banks buckle under negative rates. And so here's this this visual aid in and of itself is very, very alarming because it shows you a variety of banks that are already or a variety of central banks is already negative. And so we got the ECB, we got the Swedish bank, we got the Danish bank. And so the moment as a response to the Great Recession, they decided to do what was, I guess, to them considered the best in the best interest of the banking sector. They went below zero. And at that point, the interbanking rate of exchange and borrowing costs, now it falls on the commercial banks now. So they're being charged to park their deposits at those central banks. And so what do they do? They pass it on to the high net worth individuals. So the individuals in the European countries that probably have over 100,000 or so euros they're right now being threatened to, uh, you know, burn, you know, to, to carry some of those the, the, the burden loads of running a, a banking institution. And so, as like always, it's just a matter of time before it goes to those well beneath a hundred thousand euros. And then at that point, everybody who's just trying to save something will be charged flat out, some type of fee. And the question I want to put out there to you guys: seeing what's happening in Europe. Knowing that it's coming to come into the U.S., according to especially Mr. Alan Greenspan, talking about you know the negative interest rates as far as the, the bond aspect, but yet when it comes to the banking sector, the bond negative bonds hurts uh, the banks as well. So they're going to have to end up uh, doing some doing some shady stuff. So the question is, knowing that negative rates are coming, is there a number? Is there a magic number? That you say, okay, if it's under X amount of dollars, I'll keep it in there. But if it's, you know, if it's above that, I got to pull it out. I'm curious to find out what you guys think. Because I believe, as I just mentioned, the banking model that we've known is obsolete now because they're not paying you anymore. So what are you parking money there for? But yet, that could just be my opinion. And I'm so I'm curious to find out what do you guys think. So let me know in the chat. It says negative interest rates. 
Because I try to kind of say you're not taking calls. Bed, give me a call back, my friend. And I'll definitely get you on here. And so the last phone call, I attempted to answer, but it was gone. But give me a call, and we'll get you on here. And I appreciate the love offering. You can just highlight it. If you can highlight, you know, rethinking a dollar, that'll stand out to me. I'll see that. <laughs> it says, U.S. economy is stage five terminal. Yeah, stage five is just to say the least. So let me see here. Do I actually got somebody on here? Uh, so I missed a call. So what I'll try to do, Ben, I'm assuming this is your number. So what I'll do is I'll try to call you back and see what happens. Let's, let's see. It's my first time attempting a call back. Hello, caller. Yeah, hey, what's going on, Bitcoin Ben? Bitcoin Big. How you doing, my friend? Thanks for calling in. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, let me think about it now <laughs> that I've been trying to call. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Talking uh, about negative rates in the banks and the problems with savers. That whole old oh, banking model that's now obsolete. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, actually, I had a question for you. Okay, go ahead. <clears throat> uh, excuse, excuse me. Uh, what if the reason that we can't hit the inflation rate mm -hmm. is that our our production is so efficient mm -hmm. that we don't have have or we can't reach a point where we can't produce enough mm -hmm. more than we want to purchase hmm. so that there is no upward pressure mm -hmm. uh, on that end what what would you think about that ah uh, okay so from what i got from that so we, we can't so i I think you uh, earlier when you were asking your question, you gave a point there. I, I didn't hear it, but then I heard something about production. Not if we're not able to produce as much as the demand, could that be the problem? Kind of, sort of. Yeah, it's uh, if in in order to have inflation, mm -hmm. uh, you really have to have a uh, have have a have a amount of of of, of demand mm -hmm. higher than the, supply. the amount of the supply right what if what if with technology mm -hmm. we reach a point where we can actually over produce mm -hmm. Uh, hmm. at a level where we don't really hit an inflation rate. Hmm. Okay, that could be that could definitely be a possible um, situation. So the so the supply and demand can be offset by the technological te technological advances we've had. So that could be possible. And the good thing is I'm not a certified economist, so my opinion is that uh, when it comes to just the inflation aspect based upon the Austrian school of economics school of thought or stuff like that, the supply and demand aspect, when I'm talking about actual tangible goods, so when it comes to technology, I would imagine that the supply and demand can be offset somehow, some way, but yet, as far as the actual tangible goods that people use, 
Um, I think that those right there have have somewhat remained the same. But yet, when I mention inflation, I'm talking about the way that it was measured as far as the, the things that have been deducted from the basket of goods and services, like you know, energy, food, housing, those things right there, which would probably, if we were on those 1980 measurements, I think, according to John Williams and all that stuff like that, then we would have that 7 8%. So I think inflation is really there, but the Fed's calculation models with the PCE has removed all the important measurements that would give them their number if they really wanted that uh, 2% plus number. So I think their measurements is flawed, but elaborate more on, on your thought because that could definitely be a possibility. Uh, let's use housing. Okay. Uh, we have approximately about 81% more up, 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 apartment complexes mm-hmm. than we did in like 1982. Yeah. So the housing, uh, uh, there's more houses mm-hmm. or roofs, you know, uh, right now yeah. than we've ever had in America. Yeah. In fact, last I checked, we had like 1.1 uh, roofs or three human in America. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, we have an over. Supply. supply yeah of housing which would uh uh now whether that goes in to whether you want to rent or own you can uh actually slap up an average house mm-hmm. in like a month and a half or two months yeah. and and that's only actually talking about the new housing mm-hmm. the uh uh, the pre-lived-in or pre-owned houses mm-hmm. are a whole nother conversation. Yeah. And uh, and the youth uh, nowadays, they don't want the, the large houses. Mm-hmm. And they really don't need them because the act- actual birth rate yeah. uh, per couple has dropped. Yeah. And I uh, and I completely agree with you that the the government numbers mm-hmm. are 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 not accurate. Mm-hmm. They've changed how they actually 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 calculate it. Yeah. But I also think that with a lower birth rate mm-hmm. and also. Uh, the 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 number of existing homes mm-hmm. and, and new homes uh, created it's it's we're reaching a point uh, where the average American person mm-hmm. is I guess the easiest way to say it mm-hmm. is we're having. Uh, we're at a point where the demand is slacking because we're all pretty well fat and happy. 
Now, watch this. Watch this. Great point there. Now, as you were describing the state of our housing situation in this country, you said 1.8 per head or 1.8 rest, 1.8 roofs per citizen or thing or whatever. So no doubt the supply is there. So if you just look at the normal supply and demand, if the supply technically is so abundant, which they're building all around me still, how come the, the cost hasn't gone down? And so, like, we're, we're, start, uh, we're starting to see cost of, of home sales go down now, but I doubt it's because of the supply as opposed to the fact that, you know, it, it's a buyer's market now. So the housing prices, due to uh, that particular measurement not being included in the inflation category, is one of those inflated assets or markets that has this, has a real distortion in reality because the houses, you know, are extremely expensive while they're still building more, but nobody's buying. So so there's a disconnect in all that. Uh, now, with that point, mm-hmm. I would say that in certain areas, mm-hmm. like where I live, I live in St. Louis, Missouri. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have areas where prices are rising, and then... About eight blocks away, Mm -hmm. we have areas where prices are dropping. Mm -hmm. And so overall, prices on the higher end of the housing Mm -hmm. may be going up, Mm -hmm. and houses on the lower end are dropping. Yeah. So I I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. So we're seeing a little bit of all of that mixed together. And so I think when it comes to... When the when the Fed actually gets there, if they can, if they admit to getting there two percent or greater, they're going to lose control of inflation. And so, me me knowing you know where you stand with the cryptocurrency sector, I am of the mindset that cryptocurrency is being positioned as an as an escape valve for those that are in power, as well as you know giving people an option to get out of the of a, of a dying system. And so, I guess it's just a matter of time. We'll we'll all find out. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, with ev- with everything actually being rolled out in in uh, especially in like cryptocurrency mm-hmm. with uh, the intercontinental exchange mm-hmm. launching their project called Backed, yeah, and uh, and all. Everything is shifting mm-hmm. where they're creating the plumbing, mm-hmm. the uh, the liquidity plumbing mm-hmm. to drain the old economic system. Yeah. system into a new. Now, I'm not saying this is going to happen overnight, mm-hmm. but there is definitely a transition out of the old central bank structure Mm -hmm. into a more decentralized. And now, uh, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to ask your opinion on the the Libra project. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. Libra, um, I, you know, from what I've gathered, you know, watching a variety of sources in the crypto space, you know, including you, um, I, I personally, my opinion about Libra is that it's a it's not a it's not a cryptocurrency. I don't you know, I don't know the blockchain tech that well. But when it's coming from Facebook, the biggest social media platform on the planet, 
and it's going to be controlled by them and a part of, you know, whatever their board of governors. All that lets me know that it's, I believe it's a currency system being offered by a private company that has no real benefits to um, offer us the type of outlets or freedom that we need as people. So whether it's approved or not, I think it's just the beginning of what's more to come as far as private corporations deciding to issue their own, you know, token or whatever for transaction sakes on their own platform, but also to the, for it to get in the mainstream, right, mainstream hands. So um, as far as the adoption piece, like I, I'm familiar with the fact that everyone's looking to really promote cryptocurrency to adoption. And so I personally don't really think we have to spend much time pushing the need for adoption because it's going to happen inevitably as the economy fails. They're going to be looking for the plumbing side of things, which will be there. And so I think Facebook, you know, would definitely bring attention to the cryptocurrency space, but it's not one. And I don't think that any corporation with that much power should be, uh, have that much power as far as creating their own currency. And I completely agree with you on that. The issue is, is, uh, is the structure mm-hmm. that they've actually created mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the Libra Association mm-hmm. is actually out of Switzerland. Mm-hmm. So the headquarters is in Switzerland, which means that the American quote-unquote authorities uh, really fake can have an opinion of the project, but I don't think they can really hold it up. Yeah, but and, but but regulators can definitely make sure that U.S. citizens don't have uh, access to it through the Facebook platform. I would believe they restrict Americans. Uh, do you think that the American people would actually be all right with having that type of? Chinese-like control? Mm, no, but I think it'll be caught up in the whole regulatory fight back and forth to where I think most Americans, A, don't know what cryptocurrency is, so a lot of people wouldn't be mad. Only people who would probably pitch a fit are people who are looking for that technology to be to really pump up adoption. So I don't think, you know, I don't know how many citizens in America, I mean, it's 300, 300 million citizens in America, I would say more than 85% probably got Facebook, but more than eighty percent don't know what cryptocurrency is, so I think it'll be it'll take a lot of time before people catch on to where, you know, I think it, a lot of people wouldn't be as mad. Only the crypto people who are aware would be mad. Yeah, I uh, uh, at that point, if the government said, "Hey, we're blocking Facebook." Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that announcement mm-hmm. would would trigger a lot of of everybody. It wouldn't really just be, "Hey, we're blocking Facebook because they launched this currency." Mm, watch people this. Would, uh, people would really only hear, "Hey, we're blocking Facebook," like China does. No, but watch this. Watch this. I, they they wouldn't block Facebook. Facebook it would be what it is right now. You can log on and everything like that. But in the messenger side, where you might be able to send and receive a little Libra or whatever, that feature wouldn't be there. And they probably wouldn't be able to promote the currency site nowhere on the news feeds and like that. 
So people wouldn't really know what they're missing because it was never introduced to them. And so Facebook would work as like work like normal because most people use it just for entertainment anyway. They wouldn't know about the financial side that other nations and countries might have at their fingertips. I think. Oh, so I see. I think it'll run like normal. Yeah, yeah. It'll run like normal in my opinion because they won't know what they're missing because they won't be told about it. But hey, Ben, I, I appreciate you calling. Let me get to this next call and then we'll definitely connect another time. Yes, sir. Thank I appreciate you. you, my friend. Thanks for calling in. Bye bye. Oops, looks like I missed a call. Feel free to give me a call back, and we'll get you on here. Yeah. Man, appreciate your call, my friend. Thanks for the uh, back and forth. Definitely will uh, have you on the show. I'm curious to get more of your thoughts on the crypto sector because, you know, I am a uh, a fan. I don't necessarily promote it and, you know, and, and give my opinions on it much just because at the core of everything, I, I believe silver and gold um, it is money, and everything you do on top of that is, you know, speculative and Basically, gambling, in a sense. So we got another call. Let's see what's going on here. We'll take a couple more calls, and then I want to get back to my negative interest rate rant. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Mike. It's Kevin from Sarasota. Kevin from Sarasota. How you doing tonight, my friend? What's on your mind? Oh, man. I just wanted to kind of talk about the, uh, the artificial economy that mm-hmm. is brought upon by, <clears throat> well, what they would call the... Uh, the feminism movement and the effect that it has on families mm. and then in turn the effect that that has on the economy. Yeah, man, man, man. And that's, that, that's a great subject because monetary policy and just this whole system in general has torn apart the, you know, not necessarily the American family, but just families in general, like the whole move to um, minimize the role of a man's uh, position in his own home and then distort his household by saying his wife, by telling his wife that he, you don't need your husband uh, is a problem because the kids are con- extremely confused. Therefore, there are, no, there are no households anymore, especially in the inner city uh, amongst the African-American community, uh, especially. So, yeah, man, um, it is a problem. What are you, some of your thoughts on that? Shine some light on it for us. Um, well, I mean, with all these, there are a lot of uh, apartments coming up around me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, in this area, yeah, the the rents are not going down whatsoever. And the, the way that the court system works, you know, like uh, just in my family, uh, a recent divorce, man, my, you know, they waited until when I say they one party in the family waited until year 17, which in the state of Florida makes you eligible for alimony and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost to the day, boom, file the divorce a year later, it's done, man, the dude is losing probably 60% of his income to her and she still isn't happy and complaining and upset that she has the work. And it's just like, you know, the court system is really, really fueling this fire. Um, And just, you know, like I said, the feminist movement's coming in, they're saying you don't need your husband and, and then you're right, man. And then the, the kids see that. And then now they're going to be a generation of kids that either a, the moment they don't get happy, they play that chess game of time, you yeah. know, put in your time and you will get what you want. The court will always side, you know, with the, uh, the, the, the one that's dependent, which usually is the female. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are very rare cases where, you know, a man may get alimony from a woman, but mm-hmm. I would say 80 to 90% of the time it's the other way around. Yeah. And it's, it's just the system is going to, 
you know, prop up this type of situation. And these women, once they become single, they got to go buy new clothes that they normally would not have bought. <laughs> or whenever they're wives, they may have gone, you know, to the thrift store. Now they're going to go out to the mall and stimulate the economy, you know, and then they're going to, you know, uh, get another car because maybe there was just, you know, uh, a beater in the beater car in the family. So now they got to get a new ride to show off their, you know, single status <laughs> and, you know, going out to eat. Uh, and then the new apartment they got to either go get or the man has to go get because the wife just took the house. Peer pressure. And, you know, <laughs> so it's the system is going to artificially prop up this economy one way or another. And the feminism movement's doing that, man. And that's kind of why I am not down with it, man. It's toxic femininity, yeah. not toxic masculinity. Yeah. What do you think? I, I agree. I do agree with you. And unfortunately the system and all the inter interworking systems within itself are designed to divide and to conquer. And, you know, I, I personally, I don't want, I, I would take it there. But I'm going to point everything back to a spiritual nature. You know, I try to, you know, practice my my belief system. And so I know that, you know, there's good, there's bad, there's, there's black, there's white, there's sin, there's evil, there's good. So there's there's a contrast to everything. And so we know what has been uh, considered normal. A man and a woman get together, create children, and do your thing. Now it's like a man can, yeah, the whole LGBTQHILPDE, all that stuff is what it is. So that's just the nature we're, we're heading in. Our children are screwed so it's up to us as parents to try to teach our kids the best we can but that's just the way that this world is going i'm not surprised a lot of things already plays out very you know very clearly in the bible so i know that this is going in a direction that nobody will recognize in 10 to 15 years especially factor in when money's involved in a marriage so it's going to be a lot more divorces coming very soon so uh, but i appreciate your calling i want to get to a couple more callers but thanks for calling in Thank you, Mike. It was an honor. Have a great night. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Yeah, cool. man. A lot more, you know, in a, and just think about the emotional. So, of course, three things I die. We're talking about the financial side a lot. And so money is the underworking for pretty much everything we do time energy-wise. You know, it has to do with us going out, trying to produce whatever, whatever. Or creating things to produce and bring our way, whatever. And so think about it, you know, from a comfort standpoint, when there's not enough or there's a... a, 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 a uh, an adjustment in the flow of life, the emotions kicks in. And then at that point, you know, communication is becomes very problematic amongst two individuals. Nevertheless, a woman and a man. So hello, caller. What's your name? Are we calling from Mike, Tim, Colorado. Tim, how you doing? My friend, what's on your mind tonight? Good. Hey, you know, you had a legend to call in today, right? <laughs> yeah. You know that, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. I make sure. Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> he may have speech impediment, but he's got his you know what together. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I am a fan, so I've been uh watching my Bitcoin Ben for a while. So definitely if you guys have it, if you're into crypto, make sure you check out uh, Bitcoin Ben's uh, YouTube channel. He does a good job of educating and sharing information on our channel. So we'll see him we'll yeah, see you night tonight. We'll see you tonight, Tim. I don't know. I big trouble, Mike. Mm mm. What's on? What's going on? Uh oh, uh oh. What, what you did? What, what you got yourself into this time? <laughs> well, I don't know. Look at the, you know, the bond inversion and silver price. I mean, it, I think we hit twenty one. What twenty one? Twenty two tonight? Today? Well, I didn't see that one, but we did we? 
yeah, yeah, no, no. Silver's definitely hit 21 today. Oh, okay. I'll check that out. I wasn't aware of it. But, okay, yeah. so the last time we touched 21 yeah. was in, I know it was 2016, October 11, 2016. I do know that much. So um, that's been, it's been a while. So we're long overdue if that is the case. <laughs> well, I'm just talking about silver. Yeah, but, and you know, okay, we've been through this before, but what's the silver, what's the natural silver ratio versus where we're at? Um, well, where we're at now, I don't, I don't really, I don't keep track that, that well. I think it's 80 to one last I heard due to the recent spike That's in right. price. But, uh, according to Mr. David Morgan the other day, it's uh nine to one out the earth and 12 to one or something like that. So between nine to 12 to one or something like that, according to Mr. Yep. Morgan. I agree. That's all about right. So 80 versus let's say 15. Mm-hmm. That's pretty weird. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so what that tells me is that silver um, as I've always believed, is the people's money and it is the most undervalued asset or undervalued store of value, I will call it that, that a person can probably have now that, you know, it's not going to zero. So, yeah, get your weight up, you my friend. You just hit it. You just, just so everybody knows that's listening, okay, just hit it dead nuts. Well, thank you, sir. I okay? appreciate it. Okay, because you're right on. And thank you're, you, sir. You're actually, Mike, you're on. You just pulled Oh, you broke up a little bit. Oh, sorry. It's all I good. I said you're always right on. You're well, thank polite. You, I appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for calling okay. in, Mr. Tim. You appreciate have a great it. night. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Thank you, too. Bye. Yeah, Ooh. man, good stuff. So let me uh, appreciate the callers and the call back. Let me, I want to get back to my rant. Forgive me. Uh, I want to get back to my rant because I had a good rant going on there. And so the rant has to do uh, with this right here. And it's, uh, let me pull this back up. And this, so this is Mr. Greenspan. Mr. Greenspan says only a matter of time before negative rates spread to the U.S. Therefore, he's referring to the bond market. But of course, that's going to mean uh, the Federal Reserve is going to drop rates a couple more times this year. And they're definitely going to be dropping rates significantly next year as we enter the 2020. So between 2020, 2030, um, whatever plans that you've had prior to this time period, I think we should all sit down and really do some readjusting. So I was talking to my wife tonight and I threw a, I threw a thought out there to her just, you know, to put it out there so she wouldn't be surprised. And so this is that time frame I think I, I thought out to you guys. So what I basically said is that if, if you are employed, if you are employed and you, you go somewhere or you are anticipating a check from some source, um, a good way to mentally begin a readjusting your current uh, situation to create some buffer room, some some cushion for the macro event that's occurring, so that it doesn't impact your micro, your personal, your own personal finances or financial world as much. So between this small here and that big, that little gap in between, put yourself in this position. If you're employed, think about this: between this date that you're hearing this, whether it's tonight, so it's the fourth. If you knew, if you knew that nine four twenty twenty, you were going to lose your job. Like, you know, your boss, yes, tomorrow, today, gave you a heads up saying, hey, 2020, this day, we're going to let you go just to give you, I want to make sure I give you a heads up. If you knew that, if you had a year's notice, what would you do differently in your life in general between now and that time? So in whatever that, whatever those things are, they can cover a variety of areas, financially, uh, socially, spiritually, you know, physically, you know, whatever it is, those, that's one angle that I think we all should take a look at. Whatever it is that you're doing to bring in in your direction in the form of income, 
passive or active, either one. Think about within this year's time frame, what would you do differently? And then once you figure out your most adjustments that's needed, the remaining capital. So your next paycheck has more importance now or your next you know, direct deposit, whatever it is, has more significance now because you know that next year at the same time, you might lose your job. I think you'll do something different with it. And I think that's kind of the point that the, the season that we're all entering into, whether or not we want to admit it or not, no matter how comfortable life is for you now or how good or bad things might be. If you had a time window and you knew things were going to change, what would you do differently in that time frame? And I think having that approach can help you strategize a little bit better. So I'll put that out there just so you guys can see that. But let me get into some more negative thoughts, or not negative thoughts, negative interest rate comments here, and then we, I'll let, let you guys go for the night. Don't want to keep you guys too long. And so Alan Greenspan making a statement, negative interest rates, that right there comes straight from the man himself. So definitely people, he, he, he already knows what's coming because he's a part of creating a system. Here's another article. This is from uh, PBS NewsHour. It says, Income, incoming European Central Bank head defends low interest rates. And so, Christine Lagarde, how do you go from IMF president right to the ECB president with no type of vote cast? And the people didn't say nothing about it, but her peers put her in there, so you know it's all rigged. But but when she comes in, when she comes into a new position, already praising negative interest rates and saying that alternatives are a threat, such as cryptocurrencies, she hint, hinted at that being a threat. That lets me know that you can anticipate more activity of what's going on there. And, you know, to me, common sense tells me the whole world around us can't go negative and not impact us. So we will be having negative interest rates at some point. Let's take this call. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hello? Going once, going twice. All righty. Give me a call back and I'll get you on here. And so... Another negative interest rate. And then I got another one for you here. This one here is just from Seeking Alpha, and it's a gold money post. It says, deeply negative nominal rates are on their way. And then it gives a whole little spiel as to why that is. So I would encourage you, if you're interested, or just think, you know, what I'm saying is complete hogwash, feel free to read it for yourself. And then the very last article I want to leave you guys with is, where is it at? I had it up here. This came out as of yesterday. It's more of the same thing. These two words put together spells trouble for you. Negative interest rates threaten the financial system. Well, duh. And even take it even further, just today, the Japanese uh, finance minister, uh, Somatomo or something like that, I saw some quotes out there, just started saying that it looks like after such after studying really investigating that we realized that interest negative interest rates does not really stimulate growth the way that it was anticipated and so i saw people on, on twitter like well duh you know who in the hell would, would think that apart from you guys so i'm going to wrap everything up i appreciate everybody's calling in i won't be taking any more calls tonight uh just because i'm going well beyond my time limit but Tonight, subject matter, something to take away from this. Negative interest rates, real negative interest rates, you know, are coming to the U.S. So if you knew ahead of time that your bank was going to charge you, you know, is there a number out there that's comfortable for you? So, you know, will you keep your funds in the bank knowing that you're going to be charged to do it? And then if you don't, what are your options? Those are things you should be thinking about now. And then my other thing about uh, employment, for those that are employed, between the date you hear this 
and next year the same time frame. If you had a year's notice ahead of time that you were going to be laid off, what would you do? do what would you do differently if you knew that your next paycheck was going to be of more importance? Because after that one year, that next paycheck wasn't going to be available. So uh, those are awesome things we're thinking about. So I definitely want to uh, let you guys know. So we got we got a call. Let me let me go ahead and take this call. I want to honor those that take the time to call. Let me make sure I got somebody here. Is anybody on the line? Maybe not. Nope, nobody's on the line, I don't think. So I missed a couple calls. I apologize. I'll do one more call if you guys call in. So I can, uh, I want to definitely, you know, show some respect, appreciation for you guys calling. So give me a call. We'll get you in here. And uh, while we on here, as always, um, let me see. So give me a call. We'll get you on here. And we go from there. But what I want to do, as I mentioned, I have a couple things that I have planned, but as always, it takes it takes resources to get things done. And so as you guys can see here, I have this RTD shirt here. I want to put it out there to you guys for those that uh, want to support the channel. Uh, I'll give, give you guys a link if you if you like the designs. Hello, Carla. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Mike. It's Pete from the People's Republic of Colorado. Pete from the People's Republic. How you doing, my friend? Oh, any better than I couldn't stand it. You know, it just seems like you really wanted to talk about negative interest rates tonight, and uh, people weren't having it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but yeah, and when, when you when you open it up and say, "Give me a call, let me know what's in your mind," I do expect that. But then I lose my train of thought because I, I love the rant. So, but it got me off course a little bit. But go ahead and uh, you know share your thoughts on it. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I'll be the first to admit that a lot of the. Uh, the premises that I've been operating on in the last couple of weeks seem to have evaporated. And uh, I did watch Mr. Greenspan today, and it was sad. He was old. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the, you know, the die is cast. We're heading in that direction. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that's how it's going to be. Yeah. And, but, you know, my only thought about this is that, I mean, I don't know how old you were in, like, 2007, 2008, but I remember one thing very clearly. Mm-hmm. We all got a check. It was called a stimulus check. Yeah. <laughs> I do I do remember that. <laughs> so they tried to bail us out first. Yeah. And it had no impact whatsoever. None. So now, now I think they no, want to do that monthly. Now they they probably want to give us one of those monthly. Well, I honestly do believe though that that is the end game. When that happens again, and uh, you know, like as you you mentioned in a post that uh, it looks like it's not irrefutable, but it looks like the Federal Reserve has been selling mortgage-backed securities and buying treasury notes. Mm-hmm. Well, what really happens to that when they buy them? Not too much. The money mm-hmm. velocity doesn't change. Right. But when they when they give people money, mm-hmm. the money velocity changes. Because mm-hmm. they will actually spend it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think the negative interest rates, if you look at Europe and Japan, it's just kind of a long, prolonged, slow bleed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, uh... I think they'll be desperate enough, faster than we think, to just give everybody money. Maybe during the Trump administration. Yeah. What do you think? I I would say that is definitely possible because I know desperate times lead to desperate measures. And right now, uh, it's becoming more obvious that the experiment is unraveling. 
And I would imagine the Fed don't know what they're going to do next, apart from they know where it's heading, but they don't know how they're going to keep their doors open and keep people off, you know, off from in front of the, the Fed headquarters, picking it and rioting it. And that white, that pretty white building might one day become blistered with paintballs and all types of things. Eventually, if people find out the true source of their problems financially, especially so, um, yeah, any way they can save this and, and not look like the villains, they'll do. Therefore, why not give people a check once a month, which is what they're trying to position and warm people up to the idea. Cause UBI, you know, as much as people don't really, most people who prefer to work hard for theirs and, you know, stick to sound monetary policy of some of some kind don't really want a check, but we'll take it if they give it to us. But all it's going to do is, you know, as you mentioned, put, pick up the velocity of money People are going to go consume it, and then it's going to be other people who actually use it for their own benefit and their own future. Because too much paper causes problems. Most people don't know that, though. Well, no, they don't. And the other thing that I know that you appreciate, and I think you're even hesitant to say it, just because of the, you know, just the bizarre nature of the time that we live in. I mean, the die is already cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we were normalizing we're raising interest rates mm-hmm. rolling off the balance sheet and these are the good times and that all ended uh, eight months ago yeah. and now we've just been in this bizarre world where um all that doesn't matter anymore and and uh, everything's fine and um we'll make it all work somehow some way and it's all good don't worry about it just buy <laughs> stock yeah you know um <laughs> buy stock. Uh, like i said <laughs> you know it wasn't that long ago that i was on the other side of the fence but uh Stuff is happening right now. Things have already happened. You know, it's yeah. not theoretical anymore. We're talking about negative interest rates with a straight face. Yeah, and like it's normal. People are just oblivious to it. Yeah, yeah, and they 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 talk about it like it's normal, and so we've been more. It's so not all, all, normal. Exactly. All this is so. All this is just a, a warming up phase to introduce to the public to put words out there so people. Oh yeah, I heard that before. Like that's nothing new type of thing because. If it's not being frowned upon openly and publicly, like the way the, way the mainstream news should be doing it, then it'd be hard to, 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 to give it to the people in that manner. But yet when it's being talked about, when you got mainstream economists you know, who, who, who they can find, they can spin it off as something positive and good for the American public, you know, so they'll, they'll believe Fox and CNN over there believing, you know, me and you going back and forth. So, yeah, that's, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised. I expect it coming. That's why I'm trying to give people a heads up. And I'm not sure if you heard my my part about uh, you know if you knew a year from now you were going to be fired, what would you do different between now and then? As far as using some of that, well, that next paycheck or whatever it is that source of income to create some buffer room between and you know, some cushion of some kind. Well, if you know me, I just thought it's been crazy to have a job for the last twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're getting. I know. Um, you know, one little fun fact on the debt clock is that. Uh, even though we have 30 more, 30 million more people in this country right now, we don't have 30 million more jobs. The number of jobs that exist still are the same. Yeah. They still pay the same. Everything's doubled in price. You know, um, you got to find a way to survive now, but it's not a job. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that and that's going to get worse. Yes, it will. And speaking of which, the U.S. debt clock, if you have not had a chance to check it out, uh, lately, I would encourage everybody to go over there and take a spin, take a look at it, because they've updated and added some new features, and you got some more information on there. So it's looking more colorful these days. So I got it up right now, and you know the additional information added 
And the fact that you see all this red lets me know that we're in trouble because it's way more red than it is green. And that spells trouble. And the numbers are climbing. Now, <laughs> the updates are incredible. And you know what the debt clock is? I've been watching it uh, since its inception. Yeah. It really is just the government's numbers. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's, that's It's automatically generated. And you and I both agree, as you've mentioned already, I do question the methodology of their numbers. So as bad as it looks, mm-hmm. it can be a lot worse. We've established really well that their methodology isn't exactly sound. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, like I, I think these this this graph here, this page, even whether it's correct or not, we all know that it's bad no matter what. This is the true financial statements of Uncle Sam. So this is Uncle Sam's financial statement. This is his balance sheet. This is what Uncle Sam is responsible for, and who, uh, who's so, and, and, and the taxpayers are the ones that have to talk directly with Uncle Sam. So we all on the hook for this crap, unfortunately. Well, if you look at the top right corner, mm-hmm. and if you call attention to that, here's the thing: when you talk about people who have a job, if you look at that, the mm-hmm. uh, People who have a job pay all the taxes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the payroll and income tax is uh, almost all of it. Yeah. And corporate tax is, uh, what is it, $240 billion and it's always been that way. Yeah. You know, all the other things com- combined. Now, the only people who pay taxes are people who have jobs. Mm-hmm. Rich people don't have jobs. Yeah. And... Everyone in America should look at that page, but they don't. Yeah. They just think it's normal. That's what they've been conditioned to. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's what it is. Pete from Colorado. So, Pete, I just actually in the chat, for those that are watching still, talking with Pete, he uh, joined me uh, on a live stream a while ago. So, in the chat, if you scroll through the chat, I, I copied and pasted the link to that discussion, and it's entitled The Seven, I think, what is it called? The Seven. You dropped seven nuggets on us. Which one was it? Let me see here. I gotta find you again. But it was seven. It was it was good. I, I, I categorized it so it definitely is uh you know something people should take a look at. So Pete, man, I appreciate you calling in. I'm about to get ready to dial back this evening. But as always, it's good to hear. Well, your the voice, only thing friend. I'll throw out there is yeah. that if you ever want to do it again, you know, we didn't have a good sound for the, about the first half of it. You know, so a lot of people didn't get to see it. Yeah, but well, definitely we can do it again. And what I'm gonna, actually what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna end up doing, and I'm gonna put you down as a category. Uh, I'm about to put together like a somewhat of like a roundtable where I'm gonna have a couple people who have a, a special angle or viewpoint or expertise, and I'm gonna invite them on for like a solutions roundtable. We're gonna talk, strategize, give people some things to think about in this season. So I definitely got you down for one of my friend. Well, I, I appreciate that, and I'd love to do it. Definitely. All right then. Pete, I appreciate you, my friend. Enjoy your night. You too. I'll be in touch. Yep. All right. That's what it is. Let's get ready to dial it back. Man, when the things go good, it's hard to let it go, but I got to let you guys go. And as always, if you've enjoyed the back and forth, a lot of great calls tonight, a lot of great thought, things to think about. I threw out a couple questions. Once again, this is all just one man's opinion. I'm not a certified nothing. I'm just a man with an opinion, and I love sharing it with you guys and getting your thoughts as well. So, that being the case, donate a thumbs up to the channel beneath this video. Thumbs up or thumbs down, whatever works best for you. It's okay. I appreciate the support. And as always, as I got, as I mentioned, 
uh, you know, support. If you guys want to support the channel, man, I would love your help. It does take resources. There's a Patreon button right there. There should be a link beneath this video here, but patreon.com forward slash RTD. If you want to contribute as much as a dollar or two dollars a month, that would be appreciative. And then if you guys like the wear, uh, I want to definitely point at you guys to uh, the RTD store where you guys can get this uh, the same shirt here that I'm wearing. Uh, it's called The Government Has Demonetized Gold and Silver, and they're coming for your cash. So you guys can go to the RTD store if you guys want to uh, get one of those as well. And, of course, all proceeds support the channel and helps me keep me motivated, keep my spirits high. Because, of course, YouTube, you know, wants to debunk a player, make sure he doesn't get uh, get any type of compensation for his efforts. But that's another story. Anyway, that being the case, be blessed, be safe, peace. See you guys later. All right.